0: Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft fantasy football podcast. I'm Josh, and with me, as always, is Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: Okay, so let's get your feeling on a scale from one to ten, one being you're casually relaxing and ten being full blown panic. How are you feeling in our house league so far?
0: One is casually relaxing. Yeah, one,
1: yeah, if the scale was one being casually relaxing and ten being your full blown panic mode, where where are you sitting?
0: I'm sitting at like a five. That's shocking to me.
1: Why? Well, you're two and two. Yep which for you is just unacceptable and you've made so many de- been wheeling dealing. I would have thought you would have said like an eight. Hence all the deals you've been making.
0: No, uh, I got hit with the injury bug pretty bad, which have contributed to my, my two losses. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to piece together as strong of a team as I can with, you know, like the pieces that I still have left over. Um, I lost my my main running back in week two, so that kinda sucked, or week three, whenever it was whenever Nick Chubb went down. So just been trying to keep the ship afloat since then. But two and two still look fine. You
1: sound like a general manager or coach answering media questions. Well (laughs) technically I am both of those things. Yeah, technically, yeah. (laughs) In in this made up world, yes, you are the president, general manager and head coach of a team. Um Yeah, I mean, I just would have thought you'd be panicking more. Listen, I mean, I'm 4-0 and and I'm having a great season. And I think it's really funny that I'm 4-0 and you, as well as an unnamed five other people in our house league, said the same thing or the same themes things to me every single week that I've been winning excuse excuse oh you're only winning because of this or you're only doing this because of this or you're lucky because of this excuse the excuse train comes out and the fact of the matter is i am not only in first place i'm the highest scoring team in the league which tells you something right now so the rise of space force that's the name of my team will continue
0: yeah you're you're the highest scoring now i was up until this point i think or or maybe a, a, a third unnamed person mm-hmm. was, but uh, right. Well, you are two and yeah. two. Yeah, Well, when you only put up, uh, I think sixty something points because <laughs> <laughs> you got, a, a third you, of your team gets injured. You got shellacked week. last
1: week. You had sixty five <laughs> points. Your opponent one hundred and forty two. Did like? I'm not even exaggerating. I'm pretty sure like f- four of your players ended up getting hurt. Who you started? Mm-hmm. Something like yep. that. It was like Some, four people <laughs> went down with
0: injuries. Yep, it was all around not a good time for uh, for the team.
1: Like if you had one more person go down, you wouldn't have had a running back, right? Like that's what that's how bad it was.
0: Oh yeah, like like even right now, technically I might not even have three startable running backs because of bye weeks and injuries.
1: <laughs> oh, this is where this is where everything starts happening. Like you've seen the increase in movements in the league has gone up. People are making trades, some of which make absolutely no sense, and people yeah. are working that waiver wire, and the tension is rising. People are starting to chirp each other in the chat, like everyone's starting to to feel it. I
0: think. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, but at the same time, they're only active for like two days a week, and then like you have a Monday Tuesday window where you can try to negotiate some trades, and then after that you got to wait till next week because they're not checking in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I think, I think that's just the nature of our league as we know that there's a window where people are ready to make moves and then otherwise they kind of put it away. Not everyone's like you and me who every single day we're looking to make a move or a maneuver. Um, We'll make a trade the day before a game. If it suits us until, you know, there's a conspiracy within the league and two players you know, gang up on you and you end up missing a player that you should have gotten because they dropped someone who already played. You know, that happens too.
0: Yeah, I was uh, not involved in that. So I I don't know. I I can't speak to that.
1: I, you keep saying that, but I'm teetering. Like I'm, I'm between, I'm so (laughs) like, I I somewhat believe you because I'm like, you seem so sincere that you had nothing to do with this. Um, But see, just so for listeners, this is what happened. I was in a negotiation with another person in our in our league. I got a trade done, uh, but two things happened. One, a wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, who was told to me that was not available. I'm not trading Calvin Ridley. He's not available. I'm not interested in moving him. And I wanted him as part of a package deal. Okay, fine. I make a trade with this guy and it's like, okay, we get a trade done. I get James Cook and everything's fine. Not even an hour later, Calvin Ridley gets flipped to Josh. Josh claims... That he had nothing to do with that and that this trade was offered to him. That there wasn't a negotiation going on at the same time. That this trade was offered to him. Then, this same person who I did make the trade and I got Cook from, he dropped a tight end who had already played and cited Josh as the person saying he should be doing all these moves. So, I don't
0: you know, know that, Josh, that I. I- I, I'm not entirely sure where that came from. I don't know if I said something on the podcast or. Okay, so or, I went back and checked what. the tape. These are the two okay. things you said. Okay.
1: Pick, pick up Luke Musgrave, wherever whatever his name is, and you okay. said that now now that uh, that acre um, not acres uh, Eckler is coming back that Josh Kelly his his value is going to drop. You did say that. Yep. So you. So what he did was he, he ended up dropping Josh Kelly, which he did, but he also dropped this tight end. So I, he picked him up in the first place because of something you said, but how did he end up dropping him when he didn't need to?
0: Well, to be fair, he did end up getting hurt. So maybe it was just a, well, drop him anyways. I I don't know. You're asking well, the wrong person. <laughs> well, it seems like you're involved.
1: I just think the Calvin Ridley thing is absolutely ridiculous. Now, what's interesting is since this deal and since we've had another big thing happen in the league that caught everyone on, on, uh, on fire and everyone's going nuts. So that's not even the biggest thing anymore that everyone's upset about. It's not even the fact that I got completely tossed to the side um, by Josh and the unnamed player. Now another deal's been made. So it's just chaos. Everyone's on edge. Everyone's crazy. There was an open letter posted in our uh, in our news feed from a a player from one team to another. Very like it's very interesting that people are like airing all their grievances right in the media in the public. It's very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, a lot a lot of action in our home league. Uh, A lot of action in the NFL too.
1: It it was a Uh, pretty crazy week. I. Like in terms of, there were some wild games. There were some interesting injury news. Um, I, I think this was a pretty busy week. Like I think this is when it really, to me, teams start panicking a bit, and they're like, "Okay, we got to get some wins here, right? Like we got to we got to do this. We can't fall f- zero and four. Like we've got to, or we can't beat two and two. Like we've got to get going here." Like I think this was since the opening week. This was one of the busier weeks in just storylines and things happening, and some really wild good games.
0: Yes, some surprising scores. Um the Buccaneers Saints, the Texans and the Steelers, the even the the Bills and the Dolphins game was pretty yeah, surprising.
1: I was not expecting that.
0: No. No, I thought like the, what the first two series looked like where it was like back-to-back touchdowns for each team. That's what I was expecting.
1: Yeah, like a, a fantasy football dream is that, mm-hmm. right? You get these two high-power offenses, a lot of people have Bills and Dolphins players, and it would be like a a 34-31 kind of score, or even or even potentially higher. But the Bills completely took over that game after the first couple of drives, and the Dolphins didn't have a chance. I wasn't expecting it at all. The game became uninteresting in the second half, pretty much. Like, it just, when the Bills took over, they were like, okay, like, we're not even, we're not going to continue. we got to move forward here. So, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of injury news, Uh, so that's the majority of our our news segment today is going to be just highlighting some injuries. Uh, Well, we had Kenny Pickett go down with a knee injury, which thankfully was diagnosed as a bone bruise, so if he misses any time, it will be very little. Uh, T. Higgins suffered a fractured rib. hold
1: on, hold on, before we move on from from Pickett. Mm Mm-hmm. What is your feeling here on these these Steelers and and where they're kind of going moving forward here? Oh, it's because not good. It's not no, good. it's not okay. Interesting. So I haven't had a chance to ask you then. What is what is with Deontay Johnson?
0: Well, I think right now he's the best piece of their offense, unfortunately, and he's injured. Uh, Najee Harris hasn't been able to do anything, and Kenny Pickett hasn't been able to do much of anything for the team either. Uh, but Deontay has, over the past few years, been like that key part that you could rely on for fantasy because he'll get targets, he'll he makes catches, so he's just. Uh, Just a consistent, okay option. You know, if you you need a spot starter, you can have Deontay in there and you know he'll do fine for you.
1: I I was very surprised to see you acquire him.
0: Yeah, well, again, need enough players, um, especially if. Uh, another player that we're going to talk about is out for an extended period of time. Yeah, need to make true. sure I have someone because Deontay Johnson is expected <laughs> to come back in week seven.
1: This is why, listen, I, you, you give this persona of this cool exterior. You're, you're, you're higher than a five on that scale. You have to be like, you, you don't have players. <laughs> like your team is hurt. <laughs> yep. You've got it. You've got to be panicking a little bit here.
0: No, because I still have some core pieces, like I still have a core running back and a core wide receiver, so at least I still have that. If one of them goes down, then yeah, yeah, absolutely I'll be no, I'll be I'll guy. be panicking, but right now, I still have a a bit of a bedrock to my team left. Uh, we'll see if the injury bug chips away at that too, <laughs> but uh I, I do think there's changes coming with the Steelers offense too, whether it's they get rid of their offensive coordinator or or what, but they can't keep doing what they're doing.
1: All the potential is there. Pickett, exactly. I think, is going to be a good quarterback. Uh, Johnson is a fantastic receiver. I, I would even say Pickens, another receive, young receiver there. Like They have a yep. good chance at a one-two punch. They do have a good running back, even though he hasn't done anything. So the potential is there for the Steelers to do everything. It's just, if Pickett's out for any significant time, I mean, I know it's saying that he's, he's probably not going to miss much time, if any, but if this lingers or i don't know you know how injuries are sometimes they can they can linger a bit i don't know what is going on with joe burrow but that that to me would scare me in terms of quarterback backs being if they don't get this taken care of like wouldn't it be smarter to just sit pick it out for one week if it means you get him healthy for the rest of the season
0: oh absolutely yeah i think we've learned from from the joe burrow situation that sometimes it's better to just kind of cut your losses and lose a week or two and then make sure that you're healthy rather than force him in there and then we get what Joe Burrow has done. <laughs> he's just not healthy and not getting a chance to be healthy because he can't like he's he's playing and getting forced to move on that leg and it's just not working out. And so he's yeah. he's not getting better in terms of health wise and he's not doing anything on the field. So it's like literally like the worst possible situation.
1: Yeah multiple. it's bad for
0: everyone. Yeah. Yeah definitely So, yeah, I would certainly prefer them throw Pickett on the bench for a week or two, especially because I think they have a bye week coming. Yeah, they have a bye week in week six. Yeah. So rest him for week five, let him have the bye week for week six, come back week seven, and he should be fine.
1: Yeah, it's the way way I would handle a quarterback situation, especially because it's still early enough in the season that I think you can do that type of thing. But yeah, it doesn't help anyone to have some of these players kind of just sort of half there, but hurt and not sure where they're kind of going from there but i think if pittsburgh can rest him then that's better and i know like I, the only reason why i think it's worth talking about is i think kenny pickett is one of those borderline quarterbacks that you could pick up on the waiver wire maybe you have him, maybe he's a backup that could have the potential to be thrown in there in certain matchups but not if he's hurt like he's he's got to obviously be healthy and come back to it so I think i think the quarterback discussion is interesting especially with what's going on with burrow pickett going down i mean for a little bit, Geno Smith was in a rough situation, but he, I think he's okay. Um, but yeah, I think I, the quarterbacks, it's an interesting discussion to have.
0: Yeah, this has been a weird year for quarterbacks. Like Zach Wilson just outplayed Patrick Mahomes somehow. <laughs> like, statistically, yes. he played a better game than Patrick Mahomes.
1: It's so much that every all the Patrick Mahomes owners out there are panicking.
0: Apparently.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> trading him away <laughs> because of that. Cause Zach Wilson outplayed him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, T. Higgins suffered a fractured rib, so he could miss some time, and the projected timeline there kind of seems to be all over the place. Like it's it seems to be anything from no missed time at all to injured reserve for four weeks. Um because we saw that with A.J. Brown a couple of years ago when he fractured ribs, he went on the injured reserve and came back after four weeks. And mm. there's there's some stats out there that say, like, the players who play through it, like, yes, you can play through a fractured rib, um, but your performance is greatly reduced. Yeah. Like, you get maybe six or seven points a game in full PPR, so that that's not really what you want if you're the Higgins manager either so again no. it's kind of one of those things would you rather him sit out for a couple of weeks and then like be full tilt when he comes back or play the rest of the season limited because he's not giving himself yeah. a chance to heal properly
1: as certainly as a fantasy owner that's what you want I mean football coaches we know they don't care but I think even as a coach like this has been such a rough start for the Bengals I would be thinking like what's the harm in, in yeah. just sitting them down for a week um, I don't know if they have a Bye week coming up themselves. I should know because I'm a chase manager, but like Uh, I would just seven,
0: seven. Okay. So that's
1: not that far away. Like, I think you've got two weeks coming up. Like, is it, is it the word? Is it going to ruin your season to sit him for weeks five and six? And then your bye week week seven, and then he's back. Probably not. Um, That's, that's what I would do. But again, honestly, it'll, it'll all depend on the player, how the player feels, but you're right. If this is the type of injury, like that cannot be comfortable. Like if a fractured rib, that must, that's going to be difficult. Like stretching out to, to make a catch running. Like I wouldn't, I would think that a rib is going to even impact potentially how you're breathing. Like it's, that could be very, I feel like that could be very painful. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him.
0: Yeah. And every time you take a shot, like, it, especially if you're jumping up for, for a ball, your, your ribs are exposed. So,
1: and there have been some cracking hits these past couple of weeks. Like there have
0: been, yep. Yeah like some
1: huge huge hits
0: oh absolutely yeah so yeah I don't know if, if I was them I, especially with how this part of the season has gone I would maybe just sit burrow and Higgins and then try to just make a full-on comeback after week after you bye. or yeah. maybe you get lucky with the backup quarterback and you win a game I, I don't know it's a messy situation
1: yeah they're they're a mess this year they're in they're in a- Real bad shape. Again, I don't think people predicted this. If you have any any of the Bengals, you're probably pretty disappointed with, with most of how they've played so far. It's been tough. They've shown signs of life recently, but yeah, they they are in they're in a rough shape.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mike Evans was diagnosed with a hamstring strain, but is not expected to miss any time because they're on their bye week in week five, so he's expected to be back by week six. So that's a good sign. Uh, hopefully that's the case because he's on my bench and is one of my numerous injured players. So
1: has been, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been a it's been not only a rough injury time for you. I think the timeliness of these injuries uh, for a couple of players to have on this list here, uh, not great. No, nope, um, not great. Hopefully this is not the type of thing. Also, like, I mean, the season he's having has been been pretty, pretty, pretty good. Baker Mayfield
0: has actually been a good quarterback,
1: which I, think, I don't know who called that, but I, that person should buy a lottery ticket.
0: Yeah. If, if you had a future, if like, if you had a future bet on him being a good quarterback this year, like congratulations. Uh, cause I don't think anybody outside of maybe the Buccaneers believed that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mike Evans has been his go-to guy. So it has certainly been a great fantasy year so far for Mike Evans. Um, but I don't think people, I don't think people are willing to accept it as like reality yet. You know, I think it's still like they want to see a bit more, um, especially because of the the injury or to his hamstring. Before they're ready to say, like, okay, yeah, he's going to be like a top ten receiver this year.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's some hesitancy on him for sure, and like I, when when is the is this going to fall apart? Is this who they actually are? I don't think we know that. But you can't deny he's having a great start to this season. Like I think that that's that's undeniable. It's just how sustainable is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Javante Williams has a hip flexor injury and is not expected to miss much time, if any. So he could be available for Week Five. If not, he would be back shortly after that. It's not really one of those injuries that take a long time to heal. Uh, so. Also, good news for me because he's also on my bench and was injured. So it it's maybe things are looking up for old Millhouse here, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be panicking a little bit more in your shoes. You have this stoic confidence that can be both inspiring and equally annoying. Um, <laughs> and I think that I, I mean, I don't, I don't. We we've, we've talked about it as well on record that I don't think much of this offense to begin with, but. If, you know, if if he's healthy, if he's healthy, I, I think he can still be an effective player. Um, because they're going to use him definitely in red zone situations. And hey, Russell Wilson's having a better year than I thought he would. That's another he's quarterback been, that's he's been pretty better. good so far. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, that's a bit of a surprise,
0: but yeah, you know, yeah, not great, but pretty good. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Due to the new gambling agreement, Jamison Williams' suspension was reduced to only four games, and he has now been activated and is eligible to play in Week 5 for the Detroit Lions. The Indianapolis Colts have not received close to what they want in trade offer for running back Jonathan Taylor. It's reported that they're apparently seeking a high second-round pick or its equivalent in value for Jonathan Taylor. So I think that's actually a bit of a decline in what they were looking for since preseason. I believe so. Because I think they wanted equivalent to a first-round pick. Yeah. Um, So it has come down a notch, but still, according to them, have not received anywhere near what they want for him. Um, But Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor's 21-day windows have been open for both players to return. So if they don't return in this three-week period, then their seasons are over and they'll be placed on the long-term injured reserve and they won't be able to return this season. And right now it seems like Jonathan Taylor is healthy and ready to roll, but just doesn't want to play for the Colts. So we have to wait and see if he actually gets, gets on the field or not because of this whole dispute.
1: Yeah. Like that could be a game changer if you've held on to him because he is, listen, he's a fantastic, uh, he's a fantastic running back when, when he plays, but is he going to play for them? Like that to me, this is so up in the air I don't even know what to think of this. Like, is he going to play for them? Are they going to be able to trade him? Will the cost keep going, going down? Like if you're another team, are you willing to pay that cost to get him? Like, I, I mean, I would think about it. Like you have to at least consider it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it probably depend on your situation, what you have for draft capital and what you're already working with, you know? Um, I don't know. It could be something like the Bears look at because they've got a, They've got two. I think they have the top two picks going into next year's draft in the first round. So I'm sure they could sort something out. They don't yeah. really have a superstar in the backfield, anyways. They have Khalil Herbert, who's doing fine, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if a team would be willing to or not. Hmm. But uh, that is it for our news. For this week, uh, before we move on to our conquerors and busts, just want to remind everyone we have our Discord community through our Patreon. You can join, uh, become a conqueror today. You Get access to the Discord community with additional start sits. You get uh, Thursday night start sit options, high priority for any fan questions that you have, and uh, waiver wire trade targets as well. So, just want to remind everyone: you can go to patreon.com/conqueryourdraft, or you can go to conqueryourdraft.com. We have a Patreon page on there. Um, if you have any fan questions for us, you can reach out to us on social media through Instagram, Facebook, X, Threads, or you can go to conqueryourdraft.com. We have a podcast page. You can fill out a form, send it on, and we love to hear from you. So, if you have any questions for us, please don't hesitate. Now let's move on to our week four conquerors and busts at quarterback. We had Josh Allen with 44.5 points, Justin Fields at 35.9, Anthony Richardson at 33.6, Lamar Jackson at 32.14 and Baker Mayfield at (laughs) 28.94. There he is. (laughs) There he is rounding it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see Justin Fields bounce back. Um, and Anthony Richardson, I mean, I think he's a great young quarterback. He some injury issues that I think he's going to have to keep dealing with. But again, if he can if he can use those legs and if he can uh, hit a couple passes here and there, he's kind of like a Lamar Jackson kind of type, is what he's developing into.
0: Yeah, yeah. If he can if he can keep on that pace, then could be good. But this is definitely a situation you want to see it happen. Yeah a lot more before you're willing to buy in I think. Yeah,
1: I mean I think I still think that can be said of of the conquerors this week, 3 of the 5 conquerors fields, Richardson and Mayfield. <laughs> I, I don't know how consistent that will be, but
0: yeah, the only thing with Richardson for me like other that would prevent me from um like 100% cementing him in is the injuries. Because of how he runs. Not yeah. like not because he's injury prone, just because of the, how he plays. It's so hard on his body yep. that I think you might end up having to sit him on your bench half the time because he keeps getting injured. Yeah, definitely. And then with Justin Fields and Mayfield, it's just who knows when it's going to fall back off again. You know, like- <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, the Bears are not a great team. They blew that lead. The Broncos last week, they ended up losing. Like, the Bears are in a lot of trouble as a team. Yeah. So, you just don't know how long that's going to, they're going to say eventually they might just shut it all down.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially because they have right now number one and number two overall picks in the draft next year. So, not that anyone in the NFL would ever lose on purpose to increase their draft capital. No, of course not. No, never. Uh, Quarterback busts, we had Derek Carr, which, I mean, you kind of saw coming just because of his shoulder injury. Kenny Pickett, uh, sorry, Derek Carr had 3.18 fantasy points. Kenny Pickett at 3.46. Joe Burrow had 4.7, which, again, he's had three out of four games. He hasn't hit double digits. Bryce Young, 7.16, and Daniel Jones at 8.72. So Daniel Jones was someone that I think a lot of people were starting this week. And if you started him, I am so sorry for you.
1: It was terrible, terrible game.
0: Yeah, that was just bad start to finish for the Giants. There was nothing yeah. good going on there. Yeah, they got nothing. Even when you were going up against Drew Locke, like, he was playing better than Daniel Jones was.
1: Which is the issue here? Like that would be my concern with the Giants. You had an opportunity there, you know, mm-hmm. with, with with Smith coming out and Locke going in. It's like, okay, we've got a chance now. But yeah, Locke had a couple plays where he looked really good, and like, oh boy, I mean, that's uh, that's tough. Like Daniel Jones, things have just kind of fallen off for him.
0: That whole Giants offense, like Barkley's injured again. Mm-hmm. Waller's not being targeted. There's still no lead wide receiver. It's just a mess. Yeah, it is. How nervous are you about Barkley? Because you just recently acquired him.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm nervous. I, I really don't know what this situation is going to be with him, injury wise. I think if he's healthy, I'm, even if the season continues to fall off a cliff for them. I'm confident he might be able to do something for me. Maybe it's more of a flex option here and there, depending upon the matchups. But I'm d- I am definitely am not, I, and nor when I acquired him, did I value him higher than a flex option for this year. thats That's what I think he is. I'm not too panicked yet, but I'm getting there. I'm a higher than a five, but I'm not quite a 10 yet. But again, I acquired him. And if you saw what I gave up for him, it was under the guise of this is probably going to be my flex option at at running back if I don't have a receiver ready to go or depending I was looking at bye weeks and depending upon what the situation looks like. So I I'm hoping Barkley can do something for me. But yeah, I'm I'm not 100 percent confident he's going to suddenly become a wide receiver, you know, top five every single week. I don't I don't think so. Not this season.
0: All right. We're moving on to our running backs. Conquerors, we had Christian McCaffrey with 45.2 fantasy points, David Montgomery with 33.1, Kyron Williams at 26.2, Devon Achan for 25.5, and Josh Jacobs at 23.9. It's
1: about time Jacobs did something.
0: Yep, he finally did do something, but now I would be concerned that the only time that he's done something this year is when they had, a, I think, backup or third string quarterback i'm not even sure so i don't think they had much of a choice they had to let him run the ball just to keep their rookie quarterback alive
1: yeah (laughs) so you know
0: so like i don't know if i'm willing to say like okay josh jacobs is back to his usual self like breakup game because that was a great matchup and they had to rely heavily on him because of the quarterback situation and he still only got 23 points yeah that's not a ginormous game by any means like no look at David Montgomery at 33 points against the Packers defense and he was running all over them
1: he he was unstoppable like he he just kept scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown in that game in a in a you know Thursday night game where you never know what's going to be i think this year the Thursday night games have been way better than they usually are um but Montgomery you know e- even like i would even say that that you know he, with, with considering the fact that Gibbs is right there, Montgomery has continued to perform, and you feel more comfortable with Montgomery right now than someone like Josh Jacobs because you just don't know. Like you're saying, is this not, like is this is the, is this how it's going to be? Like, are we going to go back to Josh Jacobs from last year, or is he going to dip back down to what he's been the few weeks, which I think he's been like what eight, nine, seven, eight, nine points? Like he's not getting those consistent double digit higher numbers that you expected when you drafted someone like him.
0: Yeah. Prior to this week, his highest finish was nine and a half points.
1: Not um, like That's not good enough for a, a running back that was being drafted as, as high as he was.
0: No. And he only had 58 rushing yards and a touchdown in that in week four. So most of his points actually came through eight receptions, hmm. um, which has not been the norm. He was targeted 11 times. Before that, the highest he'd been targeted was six. So again, that's abnormal and what that is is a rookie quarterback just checking down because he needs to get rid of the ball quickly um, so unless like, if moving forward that becomes part of the game plan then sure absolutely Josh Jacobs can can do well but this was kind of a perfect storm of a bad run defense and a rookie quarterback who needed to give him the ball quickly so I'm still not 100% sold that Josh Jacobs is here like back back to normal you know what I mean
1: yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. I don't think, I'm not sold on that yet. We'll see, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm not sold on it.
0: As some running back busts, we had Tyler Algier with 1.7 points, Aaron Jones at 1.9, Dalvin Cook at 2.3, Javante Williams at 2.4, thanks to leaving very early in the game with an injury, and Raheem Mostert with four fantasy points. Two fumbles, that was really tough. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. a tough game for him. And uh, HN is creeping up on him. He's he's coming back in, or he's coming in for the uh, share of of snaps at running back. So,
1: yeah, I mean HN's got really explosive speed, which which helps um, against the Bills, um, which they play last week. Uh, I'm not panicking yet. Uh, about about this combo like I still think this offense is um is good to me to me for the dolphins this is like okay you had a fantastic first couple of weeks you just lost your first game here's some adversity how are you going to handle it like that tells us that's going to tell a lot about the character of this team and where where they are cuz they're you know i think their core has some still some pretty young players on it so i think it's interesting to see them battle with this adversity but i'm not panicking yet after one bad week but it's something to definitely keep keep your eye on. Like again, I'm I'd be more worried. Like if I had if I had Aaron Jones, if I had Tyler Algier, I would actually be more worried about them personally, just because of the way that Aaron Jones was used. I don't know if he's still is he still battling an injury? I'm like I'm not too sure what's going on there. Um, but they the Packers just couldn't get much done against the Lions. So I'm I would be more worried about them a little bit with Jordan Love and that young offense how how jones is going to be used moving forward
0: yeah i I don't think the lions game was a good measuring stick for if aaron jones is back or not just because they couldn't get anything (laughs) going on the ground and the lions are hard to run against so i think we'll get a better look maybe this week
1: yeah josh the classic five out of (laughs) ten so that's gonna be anytime you're in the middle of the road you're five out of ten that's, that's basically describes your
0: general persona. I would say just, I am just an average human, just, <laughs> just a five out of to, 10, top to bottom, start to finish every facet of my life. Five out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Just blend into a crowd, disappear. Don't even know he's there. Cause he's just right in the middle. Just right. Average. Wide receiver conquerors, we have A.J. Brown with 34 points, Stephon oh. Diggs with 33. That was a good game for Brown. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins at 32.3, Puka Nakua at 26.8, and Justin Jefferson at
1: 23.5. Yeah, A.J. Uh, Brown, great week for him. Kind of a bounce back for him. Uh, bit of a bit of a rough year. Um
0: Well, I think that's just what we've seen with these teams, right? That have like two top options with Brown and Smith, uh, Chase and Higgins, Hill and Waddle. Like one week, one of them shines. The next week, it's the other. It all just depends on what the defense gives you, right? Yeah. So I think this week, it was just Brown's week. And maybe next week, Smith will be the one hauling in three touchdowns because we've seen that earlier in the season, too. He had a two touchdown game. So.
1: If you're a Houston Texans fan, or even fantasy owner, you must be pretty excited about the direction of that team. Like Nico Collins, Tank Dells had a good week. He didn't this week, but he but he has. Like that offense is starting to finally look pretty good.
0: Um, very they young they can, team as well. <laughs> they cannot run the ball to save their lives, but they can oh, throw. Oh no!
1: Which is that is so surprising to me that they can't get that run game going, considering how, how it was last year. And I feel it's, like they've added good pieces this year. Like they, like having Devin Singletary is not a terrible second running back, but like Pierce has done absolutely nothing. I don't have a stats in front of me. When, when a player's not on my team, I pay a little bit less attention to them. But I don't think, has he had more than one double digit performance? Like I think he scored one touchdown all year.
0: I think that's accurate. But So the issue with their running game is their O-line is very, very hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've been like cobbling it together with like third string o line uh I think like they started a third string center this week or something mm-hmm. because everyone's just getting hurt um so they haven't been able to run because of that. It's hard to run when you don't have good people blocking in front of you, right, so it speaks even more to c. J. Stroud being able to perform the way that he has with that going on
1: yeah, definitely, and I like those red jerseys, yeah, <laughs> those third jerseys they have pretty nice.
0: Wide receiver bust this week, Amari Cooper with 2.1 points, T. Higgins with 2.9 thanks to an injury, Tank Dell at 3.4, Michael Pittman at 4, and Jacoby Myers at 4.3. Yeah. Tight end conquerors, we have Cole Komet with 24.1 points, riding that Justin Fields wave. Yep. Uh, Mark Andrews had 22.5, Jonu Smith 12.5 because Arthur Smith hates Kyle Pitts. Yep. Of course, uh, <laughs> Drew Ogletree for the Indianapolis Colts. In case you Who? don't know what team he plays for, exactly twelve point three fantasy points, and Dalton Schultz came in at eleven point seven fantasy points, thanks to a touchdown.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it, that was a good game for the Texans. So mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah, was a good one there, but yeah, like what's um w- with them targeting Smith and, and in Atlanta? It's just so now when they want to target a tight end.
0: It's still not
1: going to be Kyle Pitts? Uh,
0: apparently, it seems that might be <laughs> the, the way things are going.
1: Like that's so you. It's just so funny the Kyle Pitts trajectory this year is just so funny. You picked him with such hope. Yep, P- pretty good. I think a relatively high, decent pick. I think he was
0: my fifth pick. Yeah,
1: yeah. So pretty good. Like that's high hopes you had for him, and you've since moved on from him, and you've probably forgotten his name. Um, you probably just like I'm done with this guy. Like, I don't want to hear the name Kyle Pitts.
0: Uh, I have anymore. tried to tried to just forget about him. Yeah, yeah,
1: because <laughs> he's just been absolutely like a non factor completely.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And he's in our tight end busts. Uh, we had Hayden Hurst at 1.2, Dawson Knox at 1.7, Gerald Everett with 1.9, Pat Fryermuth with 2.2, 2, thanks to an injury, and Kyle Pitts with 3.1 fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah, just just Robinson. trying to move on from from Kyle
1: Pitts. It's and... just such a weird situation in Atlanta. Like they, they you know, obviously you understand the talent of B. John, Ro- B. John Robinson, so you get why you draft him, but you already had Tyler Algier. You had someone like Cordello Patterson who had proven weak and like time and time again last year that he could run the ball, he can catch the ball, he can throw the ball, he can do like a lot of different things. Kyle Pitts is considered a massively talented athlete like not just a tight end, like a tight end that's basically a wide receiver. And yet they just can't, they're like, okay, well, it's, you know, we're really, we're using Bijan. Like that's what we're doing. We're not using anything else. Again, I think, I don't think they have a quarterback, which is part of the problem, but Atlanta, they've been a surprising team this year in terms of the standings and winning some games. But I just think if they don't address that quarterback situation, they're going to waste all this talent. Not to mention, I didn't even mention Drake London, who's still a good wide receiver.
0: Yep. And he's barely getting used. Yeah. Hit, hit and miss. Um, yeah, it just seems, uh, they want to run, run the ball and when they're going to pass it, they're not going to pass it to your fantasy players. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our starts and sits for week five. This was a tough one.
1: (laughs) I gotta tell you, this was, yeah, for me, there were some tough, there were some tough calls. To make as to who to include, and not to include.
0: Mm, fair. Well, I'm going to ride uh, the CJ Stroud train after that performance against Pittsburgh. He's going up against Atlanta, and he's done well against some some good matchups. And I don't mm-hmm. think the Falcons are a super scary matchup. They're not great to throw against. Like they're not. Quarterbacks haven't done great against them, but I don't know if it's just because of the way the games have gone or or what. I haven't seen anything that makes them super scary, but if Stroud can have a 25-point game against Pittsburgh and almost a 25-point game against Jacksonville, I'm willing to bet he'll do at least that against the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a good one. I mean, this is one of those things where you might see some, some potential offensive explosions. I mean, I, I know... I, I think Houston can can shut things down defensively when they want to and they have, you know, a young defense that's doing well. But yeah, I think I certainly on that side of it, I think he can run around, I think he can create plays. I think if he can use his receivers, they have a good chance uh, at winning this game against Atlanta. I think the Falcons are frauds. Like I really do. So yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a good pick. He was on my short list for for putting in as a starter this week. Um but yeah, he's uh I think he's good. And who do you have? Jared Goff. Uh Goff's got a matchup against uh Carolina. I'm expecting this to be a pretty good offensive game for both teams. I know Carolina has had some success stopping the passing game um before, but I just think Goff has too many good options around him. Um Especially like I mean they're they're getting better options back they're they've got a good running game that could open up things in the passing game. I think off is someone that you should consider starting on a more consistent basis because as the season goes on, I think the Lions have a good chance of getting even better as things go so Put, put Goff in there. I think so long as he has someone like St. Brown to throw to, as long as he's got some running backs that can create a good, strong running system, I think you're going to see some success out of Goff. So go with Goff this week against the Panthers.
0: All right. And for my quarterback sit, I have Mac Jones. Uh, um, things aren't good in New England right now. Uh, don't know what's going on. They just had their worst. Defeat in the Bill Belichick era Mm -hmm. And the offense Isn't doing anything so if you have any Part of that offense you could probably just sit them this Week and they're going up against The Saints defense who are Who have been very good now Baker Mayfield yes he did get some points on them Absolutely but Still I would say Baker Mayfield is And the Bucks offense is performing Well above the Patriots offense Right now so I'm going to bet that this is going to be another bad week for the Patriots. Mac Jones, we'll see if he's still the starter after this week. I don't know. We'll see what, what they want to do. But leave him on your bench or on honestly off of your bench and even on the waiver wire would probably be oh, best at this boy.
1: point. Fall from grace for Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Um, my sit is uh, this one pains me. I don't know if mine pains me more than yours pains you because I know you're a you're a big Patriots fan. Um, but I went with Trevor Lawrence. Um, this is my sit for this week. He's my quarterback, uh, which is a difficult situation. Um, the The Jaguars are going to be in tough here. I, I know they they played better and relatively well in their last England game. And this is the first time they've ever done like a back-to-back staying overseas. They've got the Bills coming to town. Um, I, I think, I mean, with jet lag obviously being a thing, what have you, I think the Bills might open up their running game a bit and might be able to hit you with multiple things. But the way they performed against Tua... I'm just, I think Trevor Lawrence is in some trouble here. They're not having a great offensive year to begin with anyway. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are underperforming, and I think that he is just someone who you really, if you have any other option, you've got to consider sitting Trevor Lawrence this week because the Bills, I really think that team is, is going to be able to put a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence, put a lot of people right in his face, uh, and it's not going to go well uh, as we've seen it not go well for him so far this season.
0: Fair enough. At running back, my start of the week is Brees Hall. So it just came out today that he is no longer going to be on a snap count. And he's going up against the worst ranked rush defense in the Denver Broncos. So if Brees Hall is going to have a return to his week one form, this this is the week that it's going to happen. You better uh, hope he, so. <laughs> I better hope so, because he yeah, scored like a combined <laughs> 12 points in the past three weeks, I think. So 12 points yeah. in the past three weeks combined? Combined, yeah. <laughs> in in half PPR, yeah. We've got less than one point, 3.2 points, and 8.4 points. So yeah, all said and done, that's like 12 and a half points, I think, in that ballpark. Yeah. So I'm expecting him to get more than that this week in this matchup.
1: Yeah, well, I guess so. If you're saying start him, you must be predicting. Yeah, he'll uh, get something. Uh, I'm going with Joe Mixon. Uh, Cincinnati versus Arizona. Boy, is this going to be an interesting game? Uh, Arizona, the the offense that we didn't know uh, was this sharp and spectacular, and the the Bengals who can't do anything. Um, I think Joe Mixon has an opportunity to to run. Uh, havoc here. I know that with Burrow Hurt, um, that makes it uh, a difficult offensive situation. You just don't know what you're going to go get. Um, I don't think Arizona's defense is as strong um, as sometimes it seems to be. This seems like one of those games that could easily get out of hand score wise. And I do think, like, I think there's a really good chance the Cardinals score a lot on this uh, Bengals defense that hasn't been strong this year as well. So I'm thinking they're going to go with the run. They're going to use Joe Mixon. They're going to pass him out of the backfield. Um, Let's let's say start Joe Mixon and see if that game turns into an absolute juggernaut of offense, which is what I'm thinking is going to happen.
0: All right. My sit of the week at running back is going to be Zach Moss. I don't really love this matchup against Tennessee because Tennessee has a very strong run defense. It's one of the best in the league. And we don't know what's happening with Jonathan Taylor yet, so there's a chance Zach Moss isn't even the RB1 on the Colts come Sunday. Either way, I don't think that he's going to have a very productive day on the ground. Tennessee has done a great job of limiting almost everyone that they've gone up against on the ground. And there's just too much going on there in the running back room as a question mark, not to mention with Anthony Richardson healthy, you know, we saw Anthony Richardson had a great game last week against the Rams. Zach Moss did not. He's He's been doing great without Anthony Richardson around because they have to lean a bit more on the run game. When they have Anthony Richardson, he can be the running back and mm-hmm. get a lot of those high-value carries, especially in around the goal line. So I am I say sit Zach Moss this week.
1: Yeah, I think that's totally fair, especially with what's going on with Taylor. Um, my sit this week is Kyron Williams. Um I think that the Rams are going to be in pretty tough against Philadelphia this week. Uh, the Eagles' defense has been strong. Um, I know a lot of people might be thinking, "Oh, well, I got to keep starting him. He's having such a great year, and he did so well against San Francisco." Listen, I, I think the word the news is out on him. Like, I think Williams is going to get targeted here. I think Philadelphia is a very smart defense. Um, I think they're, that, that team is rolling, and when it comes to facing Philadelphia against anybody. I think the Eagles, you know, I would take the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a strong team. I think this could, again, be a big offensive game, in which case they might shy away from the running game uh, later in in the game if Philadelphia gets off to a big lead. So I think I think the, the risk is too high. If you can take Williams out of there, you should, especially because he was nursing a bit of an injury. I don't think it's going to affect him. Um, but uh, I think that at the end of the day, you might – want to consider sitting in for this for this one-week matchup and come back strong against some of the weaker opponents that he has in the next coming weeks.
0: All right, a wide receiver. I've got Jordan Addison as my start of the week after that goose egg against Carolina. I think he'll be a lot more involved going into a week five matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, where they're going to have to throw the ball a ton just to stay stay on pace with uh, the Mahomes-led offense for the Chiefs. So, I think they'll be getting Jefferson, Hawkinson, and Addison as much work as they can.
1: Uh, my start is Adam Thielen. I think if you had Adam Thielen the past couple of weeks, you're probably very happy with him um, and the work that he's done with the Panthers. They're going to need something uh, offensively working to to compete with Detroit, and I think Thielen is just their go-to receiver who they know they can count on. Uh, start Adam Thielen this week. I'm expecting him to have a good week against the Lions.
0: Alright, and we both have Jaguars, wide receivers, as our sits for the week. (laughs) We Uh, sure do. (laughs) I have Christian Kirk, you have Calvin Ridley. Uh, I
1: mean, but probably the same reasons, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think if I had to pick one of the two to have the better game, I would go with Ridley because of Buffalo losing White on the outside to an Achilles tear. Mm -hmm. And that's where Ridley lines up. I think maybe he would be, he might have the better matchup, but I think they're going to be hard pressed for for having a big game either way so I don't do you have anything else to add for them
1: no I just think that I just think that last point you made is kind of it like I think they're both going to be hard pressed anyway like maybe Calvin Midley gets the only opportunities but I'm just not expecting that to be more than a couple catches couple yards maybe he gets a touchdown but I still think he's going to be under 10 points this week like I think I just think the Bills will be able, that defense will be able to pick up who you want to target. And I just think they're not going to give Trevor Lawrence any time anyway. So I think I was torn between Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, but I saw you picked Kirk, so I took the other one.
0: (laughs) There you go. All right, and at tight ends, my start of the week is still Sam Laporta.
1: You're just, you You
0: love Sam Laporta. He's your boy this year. He is, because I got him, I think, in the final round of our draft, and he is the tight end, two right now. So he's going up against Carolina. Almond Ross St. Brown is dealing with a bit of an injury right now. Uh, Jameson Williams is back, but they're looking to ease him in. So there's a good chance that, especially if Almond Ross St. Brown is limited in this game, that Laporta can be their number one target. And he's consistently had uh I think the lowest amount of targets he's had is five. And he's either had four receptions or a touchdown in each week so far. So you can't really ask for much more than that in tight for like the tight end rooms, right? Like No. There's a lot of you could have you could have Kyle Pitts or you could have Sam Laporta. I would go with Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, uh, I agree with that. And uh, yeah, definitely audible negative groans from my whole family last Thursday every time Sam Laporta caught the ball. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, my tight end start is Zach Ertz. Uh, been a big part of this surprising offense for the Cardinals. Um, I've already mentioned it. I won't spend too much more time on it, but I just think that the Cardinals have a chance to really, really hurt the Bengals defense. The Bengals defense has not looked great this year. Um, forget about their offense with Burrow and, and things not looking good. This could be a tough game for them. And I think the Cardinals have proven they can score points even in a losing effort. So I think if you have some some Cardinals on your team, I'd even be considering starting someone like Marquise Brown at this point. So Zach Ertz um, is someone that I think you should start. Uh, play him this week. You should should have a good game. And I think that that game will be a pretty good game for fantasy owners this week.
0: All right, and I'm going with Juwan Johnson as my sit of the week at tight end. Uh, The Saints passing game has not been great since whatever's going on with Derek Carr. Um, And the Patriots defensively are extremely strong against tight ends. They don't really allow you to throw to your tight ends, especially in the red zone. So you have a lot going against the saints passing game in general this week but especially in the tight end room and then whether it's going to be hill whether it's johnson who knows either way i i'm saying not worth not worth it to start him this week just move on find a different streamer
1: uh mine uh final sit dawson Knox. um i just think that uh the bills are not going to utilize their tight ends Um, In this game, I I think with the travel and everything, they're going to try to establish a running game to begin with. Uh, And then, as we've seen from last week, Gabe Davis uh, and Stefan Diggs really get the majority of Allen's attention. So um, I think if if they're going to use Dawson Knox, it's going to be in very, very limited capacity, especially now that they've got Kincaid and they seem to like to use him every so often. So I think at the end of the day, Dawson Knox is a sit. If you have any other tight end that you can play, uh, go with somebody else.
0: All right, and that is it for week five, starts just and Just under the wire. Just under <laughs> oh the wire. <laughs> well, follow along with me to see if uh, my team continues to implode with uh, <laughs> with more. Yeah. Well, more yeah, and just to,
1: to remind people that we do try to post up on social media on the weekend during games, get some instant analysis, um, our thoughts. Uh, usually Josh is over there on uh, X, I guess is what we're calling it now. Um, yep. and I, I'm over on, on the, the Instagrams so you can take a look at our stories, you can take a look at our posting we try to update during the game so yeah, follow along with us this weekend and every weekend and get uh, get all the latest news and our reactions and probably lots of Sam Laporta love because that's what Josh loves to talk about
0: definitely, 100% alright everyone, thanks for joining us take care, stay safe